Hey, this is Kiran Agrawal from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Amber Dolarite with us, all the way from Charleston, South Carolina. Amber is the lead of locating CHS. She is a business owner, parent, and an adventure seeker. She is also a top dollar home seller in Charleston, South Carolina. With that said, let's welcome our today's guest, Amber Dolarite. Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. I'm super happy to have you and more excited to see that glowing smile on your face. Uh, with that said, let's begin with the first question. Amber, tell us about your experience in real estate. Like, how did you get into real estate? Uh, what is the story? And uh, because you are a very, like, very, you have very yes, less number of experience in years, but more number of sales than compared to others, right? So, right. what is the story there? How did you get to? like the level that you are at right now. Right. Okay. So I kind of got into real estate, um, I guess maybe about five or six years ago, really just in the flipping house uh, arena. So just buying up a small property with a couple of friends and then flipping it quickly. And so that was my first taste of real estate, which I loved. Um, not to mention, I've also owned, you know, four properties of my own and then also saw you know, the benefit of owning a property for a certain period of time and then selling that and gaining some sort of profit. And so then, you know, two years ago when the world was kind of crazy and everyone was switching things up and doing different stuff, I thought, well, you know, now's a great time to get into real estate, really not knowing what the market was going to do um, at that point. So I got into it. I, at that point, you could get your real estate license through schooling online because everything was online versus in person. So that made it tremendously more easier to do that. Mm -hmm. And then from that point forward, I took my exam, um, passed the exam, and then started to really position myself into environments that would be um, a growth mindset for me to learn the ropes because I didn't know a lot about South Carolina as a whole as I was originally from Virginia. So real estate laws are very different in Virginia versus South Carolina. So from that point forward, every bit of information that I could learn, whether it be a podcast or something I was reading or just being in a group of people that had much more experience in the scene than I did, I was there. Always taking notes, always doing everything. If there was an opportunity, meaning that there was no money involved, but someone needed to be there to show up, I was there. And so I just positioned myself in the places that I needed to be to learn and to grow to who I am right now. So you dedicate most of your success to learning things quicker than others. I definitely would say that. And, you know, you have to be hungry. That's that's the key. If you think that you're going to get into this profession and kind of just snap into it overnight, it's not really how it works. You know, you have to be really willing and able to step up for something that you really want. And that's the key for real estate to always be available, to always be ready to learn and to always be open to opportunity. Yes, yes, I get it. I agree with you on that. So asking you a personal question, tell us something interesting about yourself, Amber. Most people tend to don't know about So for me, before I got into real estate, I was in healthcare. And so I have 13 years of healthcare experience, specifically in the physical therapy realm. Um, so I have a license both in Virginia and South Carolina to practice as a physical therapist assistant. And so that was my first career. And then I found this passion in real estate. And so that's been, you know, the avenue that I've been more focused on in the last two years, more so than healthcare. Mm. And this all began in the in the COVID itself, right? When the world was right. Changing. So that was the time you took the decision. 
So, at that that time, health workers had so many benefits, right? They they would be making more money than usual. That is what I guess. So, right. why 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 did you look, like choose this career over that? Um. So I chose this career because I thought, all right, this is something that I can take the time to learn while everyone else is at home and trying to figure out what's going on around the world. And you know, I think for most people, they were trying to search for like meaning in that point where you didn't have a lot of personal one-on-one interaction with anyone. And so rather than kind of flailing like, oh my gosh, my career is like, you know, falling apart from my eyes. I can't go to work. I can't do anything. Why don't I find something that I can really focus in on that's going to benefit me as a person and as an individual that will ultimately help me to grow to the next stage of my life. And so that's really just kind of what I focused on. I felt like if I could, you know, attune my attention to something that was more beneficial in the long run during that period of time, then that would benefit me, you know, when it all was said and done or we got out of that stage of life. So uh, as you have already discussed about the personality traits, I would rather focus on the question, okay, which is about managing to grow your business, okay? Okay. Uh, so you uh, you have mentioned that you are a quick learner, right? You went uh, on showings that nobody took. So, so many things that you have done. But anything else, like particularly, what about the strategies? Do you use online media? Do you use relationship? Like, uh, how did you get into it? Please tell us. Okay. So, yeah. So, for me, I have a little bit of past experience with SEO marketing, as well as running like some social media accounts for a reputation management company uh, that I did a long time ago. So, I understand the power of social media and how much more farther of a reach that you have to reach other people that are not necessarily in your location, but outside of your location. And the whole point of that is to attract people to you versus, you know, trying to chase after business or buy business or whatever that may be. So my goal was to create a social media account, specifically Instagram, because I feel like that has the most power in the group of people that I'm trying to target meaning those people from ages like 23 to about 45. Those are people who are wanting to buy houses and are who are capable of, you know, changing their lifestyle to move to another location. So that's why I chose Instagram. And so I started the Instagram account in December of 2020. And I have not, you know, bought any any of my followers. And I'm almost to 900 followers just from organic posting, staying consistent, posting relevant material, And then, you know, creating that attraction piece. So like you want to create an experience that people want to be a part of. So not necessarily like, look at me, look what I'm doing, but showing people, hey, this is where I live. You can have this too. All you have to do is just move here, buy a house here, you know, make your friendship here, create community here. And this is how you do it. And I can be a pivotal point in that. So what kind of post do you do usually on Instagram? Do you go with Reels? Do you do organic Instagram posts like the picture format or IGTV or stories? So what is your format or do you use all of them? All of them. Yeah. (laughs) I I will say that though for most recently, I'd say that reels are probably the ones that get the most likes, but that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more engagement. Like I want to, you know, create the environment where people want to come, they want to see what I have to post and they want to stay. So reels do create like that snapshot, like, okay, people want to see that. It's a good, you know, music, it's a good, you know, video or scene or something like that. And so people like that, but I also want to create an account that is a place where people want to be. So for me, I focus more on 
events and things happening around town. So I use the story component for that. I friend a lot of accounts for local businesses and do a lot of showcases for other business owners around town so that I create those relationships. Like, hey, I'm here to support you. How can I support you? But in turn, it draws people into my site because they want to see what's going on and what there is to do around town. Yes, yes, I get it. I get it totally. So as a realtor, Amber, within these two years of experience, what are the problems or difficulties you are facing right now? Like at this moment, what are the problems? I think the problems right now are the market shifts. So there was literally a period about a month and a half ago where we had like two weeks and everything was super uncertain with like the feds raising rates. And so I think every realtor across the board would say that like, all right, it necessarily didn't mean that there was going to be this huge shift and that it was going to be, you know, outstanding to buy a house. But because they created that fear presence and people were like, oh my goodness, something's happening, not really understanding and knowing what that thing was, but then knowing that, okay, there's this fear component. And so that really just completely halted the market in a way that we hadn't seen over the last two years and that people are a little bit more skeptical into buying. And then sellers are also, you know, feeling like they've missed their mark, whether to list their house or just to wait until we rebound maybe in like, you know, another year or two. Mm, yes, I get it. I get it. So market is something that you're facing problems with right now because of the fear created the fellow mm-hmm. realtors. Right. So if you can tell us about the growth plan, what are your growth plans for this year, Amber, the next six months? And okay, so yeah. I'm really big into manifesting and also, you know, creating the potential for opportunity. And so I always am open to opportunity. I think that's a key component to this. But you also have to have a plan. And, and, you know, it's a kind of a loose plan. So one of my biggest plans right now I created about two months ago was to touch 28 more families this year, 28 more families that I wanted to help buy or sell a house. And so far, I've you know, moved that like the number down a little bit. So I'm down to like 24 families. So I've achieved a couple of those there. But that was one of my big goals, because for me, real estate is more about serving more so than getting or gaining something for myself. So I wanted that to be my attainable goal, not a monetary goal, not something that I was doing, you know, to gain, you know, more publicity or anything like that, but more so to just position myself as a servant to help other people achieve their goals. And I feel like that, you know, that's key. Um, And then outside of that, as far as like growing in that capacity, I really want to start a YouTube channel. So that's kind of like my next realm. And then dive more into the marketing, like video, videography, um, and then a little bit more like pictures and things around town that's more like a professional versus me using my iPhone or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So you want to get heavily into videos, right? All forms of videos along with the post and making yourself look professional online. Right. Okay. So along with the along the same lines, what would be the thing that you would be investing if if you had let's say ten thousand dollars extra on your budget? Okay, so I love this question because I think most people would dive into like, all right, let me buy some more marketing or pay for leads or things like that. And I've done all of those things in the past and I didn't really see a great return from them. And so for me, I would want to do something that was more beneficial again for my community and where I live so that people knew me and it was more of like a relationship aspect. So I would host like a community event, whether that be like a back to school event or a fall event where I would invest in like getting bounce houses or carnival you know, foods and things like that. And then ultimately invite the community in to say, 
hey, like I'm Amber, I'm here, I live here, I'm your neighbor. If I can assist or help you in any way, whether it be like selling your house or purchasing a rental property or something like that, um, you know, this is just a way for you to get to know me as a person. So you won't be investing that money heavily on online marketing and leads that like most realtors would do, but you would rather give back to the community and yes. uh, try to serve them in a in a physical way, right? By, by right. events, yes. Right. Okay. So Amber, uh, as you have answered this question mostly already that you're using online, right? Uh, anything else you would want to add to the same line? Like uh, anything we should know about about the online marketing or the online presence that you have? Um, I feel like it's a great tool. Like if you're an entrepreneur or you know a realtor in this aspect, it is free advertisement, which we don't get to take advantage of very often. If anybody's used like Zillow or Realtor or any of those sites, you know that you're heavily paying for that material. So if you can use and really tap into your local market, whether it be through Facebook or Instagram, um, or any other like social media, TikTok or things like that, then that is where you should be because it is free advertisement, free marketing. And if you can really grasp and understand how people use hashtags or even where they pick up locations and things like that, you can really engage a market that's locally around you and really tap into those people who are interested in what you're trying to do or what you have to say. Yeah, a lot to speak about the online marketing, but right now, please tell us about your favorite quotation, Amber. What is your favorite quotation and why do you like that quotation? Okay, so this one was a hard one because I love quotes and I'm always reading. Um, but if I had to pick one quote, um, I love Mel Robbins. She's a great author and she's also a psychologist, but she really you know, taps into that leadership mentality and growing and finding happiness and joy in what you do. And so one of her quotes um, from a book that she wrote uh, says, start before you are ready. Don't prepare, just begin. And so I think that's huge because so many people want to create this 10-step plan and they have to have everything perfect and right and before they start or before they're ready because they don't want to look you know, like the new person or that they don't know what they're talking about. When in reality, you learn as you go. And the only way to learn is to make mistakes. And so I think that quote really captures what it means to have an entrepreneurial spirit and that you just have to begin. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter where you are, where you start from, where you came from. Just start before you're really ready. And, you know, it'll come all along the line. So start before you are ready. Just begin. Yes. Totally. Totally. Amber, if you were to write a story about the life that you have lived, right? The struggles that you have been through, the successes that you have been through, uh, and the knowledge that you have or the wisdom. So what would be the name of the book if all this knowledge was compiled in a form of a book? Okay. so. I, if I was going to title a book, I would call it Box of Chocolates. And not because a Forrest Gump, like everyone thinks, life's a lot, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But that life is a box of chocolates because you can try every chocolate in the box until you find the one that works for you. And I think that is typical of my life and a lot of entrepreneurs' life is that, you know, you have to just try everything. And if something sticks, then that's the one you stick with. But you have the availability and the opportunity to try every chocolate in the box until you find the one that works for you. So, box of chocolates by Amber. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Amber. Where can the listeners find you online? What is your Instagram? As you're heavily active on Instagram, please tell us about Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, the channel that you would be starting. Anything okay, that so you want. Yes. 
So my brand is locating CHS. CHS is um, the abbreviation for Charleston. So that's my Instagram. That's my Facebook. Um, I will be starting a YouTube channel eventually. And then I also have a website, www.locatingchs.com. Locatingchs.com it is, guys. Do follow her. And any final messages for the listeners listening to this podcast, especially entrepreneurs who are young to it and don't have any business experience. What would be the final suggestion from Amber? I would just say start before you're ready. Just begin. Start before you are ready. Just begin. Thank you so much, Amber. Uh, can you please can you please tell us uh, how was your experience during this podcast? Did you had fun? I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much again. And uh, I am your host Kiran Agrar signing off. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Bye.